John 15, talk about pruning. John 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every um, branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit um, by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him... Um, He it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. All right, so just remember the the whole idea here of the um, vineyard, um, Christ, is the vine. Um, We, as his disciples, are the branches. God, the Father, is the gardener or the husbandman. Um, The vine is what gives life to the branches. The branches are what's bearing fruit. Um, The gardener is the one that's doing the pruning work. Um, He's the one that's hauling stuff away, burning it, um, doing that end of it. That's not for us to, to do, to judge, to... Um, really stick our nose in, just realizing that God is in control of that as the Father. Um, so he is the one that's doing the judging and um, cleansing of the, the garden and keeping up with that. Um, Christ is the one that's giving the life and sustaining us. And then our job is just to carry out the ministry to carry out what's being um, the truth and the energy that's being pumped into us. You know, we're carrying that out. We're living that out. Um, We are producing the fruit um, in um, life to make more disciples and to um, continue um, on um, what Christ has given us to do. So several weeks ago, we looked at the command to abide in Christ and said if we are abiding in him, then we will bear fruit. Second, we are meant to bear good fruit, not just any kind of fruit, but good fruit. And then third, we're to bear much fruit. Um, Last week, we talked about some of the fruit um, that we see, or sometimes fruit that we see in other people's lives um, looks good for a while, but they're really not in the vine. Um, But in time, um, that will be revealed and the truth will come out whether they are in the vine or not in the vine. Um, But again, that's something that the Father um, controls. So, specifically in the life of the believer now, so those of us that are in the vine, you know, we do profess faith in Christ. Our faith is in Christ. Um, So, for us, what is the purpose of pruning um, in our lives? Sanctification, okay? Good. What else? Making stronger in the Lord. All right, makes us stronger. It makes us makes us have more room for increasing the fruit that we're bearing. It forces us as a true believer back into the word, back to prayer, or just to be open with our fellow brothers and sisters so that we grow more. 
All right, so it gives us a better capacity to grow and to have the strength to hold or to maintain that fruit. Is that a simplified way of saying it? It's good. All right. I think so. so when the tomato gets bigger, the, the, we don't just fall over. All right, so we have that strength within our, within the, the what? The vine. The vine. You know, we have the strength that our fruit will hold on to that. Or it won't cause us to bend and break. Good. So kind of a maturing process, a growth process. All right, so sanctification. What did you say? What? Growing stronger. Growing stronger, kind of this the maturation, bearing bigger fruit, better fruit. Anything else? It reminds me of moving glory to glory. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. All right. So the when you prune something, it actually actually has more growth there. Unfortunately, <laughs> for spiritually, it's a it's a positive thing. If you're trying to to prune a tree and you you, know, you prune one branch and then you know, you come back six months later, you got two or three of them coming out. That if you didn't you know put some kind of <coughs> stuff over it, but yes, ever. Okay, yes. Yeah, good. You know, when, when something is um, harmful to the tree, you know, you cut that off so it limits the harm. So just as in our lives, um, you know, God's going to remove things that have the potential or that are harming us as well. Good. You can also focus on specific fruit as well. So. All right. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to really specialize on a, a particular type of fruit, um, you'll probably even, like, where you're trying to, like, graft in two things and get a specialty hybrid type, fruit. yeah, hybrid fruit, you know, then you're going to be much more um, intense on that. Yeah, good. All right, so, so some things, maturation, growth, so we can bear more fruit, better fruit. Somebody said honor, you know, so that we are, our actions are more honorable and glorifying to God um, as well. Good. And you all had some other things I didn't think of. So good. So here's another one. How would you, and I don't actually mean, I was trying to think of a, this is probably a poor question, but we'll try it anyway. How would you define or characterize pruning in one word? Testing. Testing. All right. Correcting. Discipline, maybe? Discipline. I was thinking of chastening. Chastening. Growing. Refining, growing. Maturing. Maturing. Sharing. Sharing. Okay. Also maturing. Yes. Didn't say shaping. Shaping, no. Um... Or let me ask you, what emotion, maybe, or a, a feeling would define or characterize pruning? Pain. Pain, yes, all right. That, I, I, knew I, <clears throat> I knew that was a bad question, but I mean, it was a good question. You had a lot of good answers for that. 
But, you know, the thing we have to realize is pruning is painful. <laughs> I, I mean, it just is. You know, it, you know fortunately, um, or, I, mean, I guess trees don't feel pain. And I guess that's a positive thing. Um, but, you, you know, it, it, it hurts when something's cut off <laughs> um, in our lives. Um, and we just have to understand that. But pruning is also part of the growing process. And if we want to grow and mature and have all those positive things that we talked about, then we're going to have to endure that pain a little bit. All right. Now, on the flip side, though, is bearing fruit supposed to be difficult or painful? No. All right. You know, so the pruning part is, but the actual fruit bearing is not supposed to be difficult or painful. You know, that's supposed to just be happening because we're in the vine, because we're in Christ, because the Holy Spirit's within us. All right, so Jesus said that his yoke's easy and his burden is light. So what does that look like? Because, I mean, I'm sure all of us would say we've had times in our life that we've you know, had burdens and they didn't feel real light. You know, it was a, it was a heavy burden. You know, we felt overwhelmed. Um, we were at the end of our rope and, you know, we could describe it in many, probably many other ways where we just felt really overwhelmed in life. James. Um, I know Ray Comfort, I don't know if you're familiar with uh-huh. He talks about, you know, the gospel as being, um, you know, that you're like on an airplane. And he, he talks about, uh, you know, the steward says, put on this parachute, which is, you know, salvation. And so you can endure a lot on the flight knowing that you have that parachute on. Okay. As opposed to somebody who's on the ride just for pleasure. Okay. Know, so the steward just spills hot coffee on you, you know. <coughs> if you're on the ride, you're on the plane ride, which represents life, you know, you get upset about that. But if you know, you know the plane's going down, you hold on tighter to your parachute, even if you get hot coffee spilled on you, because you know you look forward to the jump to come. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. All right. But, uh, All right. Other thoughts? <coughs> I think the light yoke is that we have that that assurance of, of our like you're saying assurance of our salvation and and that we know what the end of the road is and and we look forward to that that glorious you know new body and being with Christ and, and worshiping Him forever and just that overwhelming just sense of gratefulness that at the end that I don't have to worry about I don't know what's at the end of all this because um, I think of like like bearing fruit. Like his twelve mega fruit bearers, like they suffered a lot bearing fruit. They were beaten, right. stoned, almost to death. And, yeah. You know, it just, it just seems like that's the light yoke that we have. Is, <coughs> is that we know the end, we know the outcome, and okay. we can rest in that. Did everybody hear him? Do I need to wrap it up? Did everybody hear him? Did you all hear him, neighbors? Okay. All right. Yep. Ever. You know, it goes to the very essence of that. Back then, you don't know, 
see a big burden on the Right. Okay. Yeah, good. Good effort. Yeah, sure. Are you just along with the public? He said that also the church should be doing that as well. Right. One another and one another. Yeah. Take that burden on and lessen it. When we say we're going to take dominion and stuff like that, we're moving, we're making paths straight, we're moving obstacles out of Right. So it makes it makes carrying that burden lighter and easier as a church. Yeah, good. <clears throat> also, we need to take in consideration who he was talking to at that point and the audience that he had. Right. That at that point, the Pharisees and all these other groups are putting a lot of burden on their, yeah. on their people. Yeah. So he's talking directly to the Jew of that first century that, you know, probably, and most of the Matthew, he said, you have heard. So most of those burdens were actually imposed, not actually written by God. Right. Yeah, good. Because the yeah the scribes and Pharisees and pastor were you in the eight thirty service? Mm-hmm. Were you in the eight thirty service? No, no, no. Okay, because pastor just mentioned that this morning. <laughs> I thought maybe you were back, piggybacking off what he had said. Um, you'll hear it in ten forty five. But yes, you know when 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 you know what was the the command for us in the Old Testament was what? Don't do work on the Sabbath day. And that was all. That was all they were given is just don't work on the Sabbath. But what did the scribes and Pharisees do with that? that right. They, they added, they, they tried to define what is work and had, I think, 39 different items of what they considered work to be. All right. Well, that wasn't in, that's not what God defined it as. That's what they defined it as. You know, so for the, in, the, for the, for, in John 5, you know, for what Pastor preached on this morning, the man, when he said, take up your bed and walk, you know, it wasn't the walking, it wasn't that he was healed in that situation, but they, you know, they were upset because he had, was carrying his bed, his mat, on the Sabbath day, and they considered that work, um, even though that's not what was said in the Old Testament. So, um, yeah, so they were adding all these extra things to the people um, and over making them very, making life very burdensome um, for them. But, you know, I, I would say, you know, for me to answer that question, if somebody asked me that question, I would say that, you know, when with Christ being in the yoke with us or having the Holy Spirit um, in us, then we have the capacity, we have the energy, the power um, to face the difficulties of life, realizing that, you know, I don't have to go through this alone. You know, I have um, strength within me to handle that. You know, I, I can't imagine how, what, how unsafe folks go through life's difficulties. You know, and I think, unfortunately, that's why, you know, often there's abuse of different substances or, you know, even, you know, um, suicide because they, they don't know how to handle the problems that they're being faced with. You know, they don't have folks, a family that they can go to or a broader group of um, people they have something in common with that will steer them in the right direction and help them. Um, 
And so with us as believers in Christ, yes, we have Christ. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the word. We have brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, we have a a church body that that will pray for us and that will help us and guide us um, through some of these things. But what does that take? It takes honesty and, and really humility to be willing to share those burdens. Um, you know, we're commanded in, in the epistles to do what? Share our burdens, you know, to carry burdens. But you can't carry something if it's not shared with you. Um, and so, you know, the, the two, those two things go hand in hand. Chris? Could, could you also look at, like, that his yoke is his righteousness. And when you have his righteousness on, then the fear of this world should not be heavy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, right, because we, you know, I think as James said, we know the end state, and so, you know, we, we're not going to fret and fuss and fear over death or sickness and different things. So, you know, mindset is, I know where I'm going to be, so I don't have to, you know, yes, I'm still going through those things, but I'm not without hope. You know, I'm not without help from others. Um, and so, yes, good. You know, our jobs to abide, and in the abiding parts, what takes the effort, isn't it? Um, you know, in order to bear fruit, we have to abide in the vine. And so there, there is that that tension, and I we use that word a lot here. But you know, the tension between I'm in the vine, but I, it's still my responsibility to abide in the vine. Um, you know, it's the Holy Spirit's job to produce the fruit in me and through me and whatever, but I still have to be abiding in him for that, you know, the, the nutrients and, you know, the, the water and everything else to get through to me so that the fruit can be produced. You know, so I'm not the one that's actually producing the fruit, but I'm making the effort. I'm doing all that I can to be in the vine, which means that I am... You know, reading my Bible, I'm studying my Bible, I'm hearing the Bible, I'm hearing the things taught about the Bible, I'm hearing Scripture, I'm putting all of that into me. That's my nutrients, that's my, you know, my water, my, you know, all of that stuff, my food, my plant food, and, you know, all of that. You know, I'm, I'm, because I want to have as much available for the Holy Spirit to utilize um, when it, that time comes. And so as long as I'm staying true to the Lord, I'm walking in obedience to him, which encompasses a lot of stuff and desiring for him to have control over my life, then the fruit's going to just naturally grow out of that. Um, But the effort on my part is the abiding and staying true and and continuing to feed and um, make the time to do all of that. Um, you know, so, you know, it is a, a, you know, we're working hand in hand. You know, and if you want more fruit in your life, uh, we'll talk about this next week. You know, what is the, uh, I think it, yeah. So where's the tension or the contrast in producing fruit and yet realizing you can't? So I'll leave you with that one for this week. Uh, you can think about that this week and we'll talk about that next week. Um, you know, because I, a lot of times we, you know, I think our mindset, 
or the mindset of people at, at some point is, you know, I want to bear more fruit. You know, so we try to force the fruit. <laughs> um, so where is that tension of, you know, realize, okay, I, I can kind of produce fruit, but if I want true fruit, real fruit that comes from above, where is the, the tension in what I can do and what I can't do in that? All right, so ponder that this week, and we'll talk about it next week. Um, John, would you close this in prayer? Father, thank you for giving us the time to be here with our fellow believers. Thank you with us the rest of this week, that we may be salt and light to our fellow citizens in our city and neighbors. And all these things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.